Well, turn over in your Bible to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And let's read in verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. I love this passage of scripture because it describes the will of God for every believer. That every believer should have a, a lifestyle of praise. Yes. That every believer shall, shall live a, a life of thanksgiving yes. and worship. And notice he says, I will. Not I maybe, not when I just feel like it, but I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to preach about praise is the victory. Woo! Praise Woo! is the victory. Hallelujah. And as always, get your um, page turning finger ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 150 says this, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. You know, there's a lot of churches. It's okay if you have an organ. Especially if it's got that cathedral sound. You know, the, the kind of cathedral sound that you think there's going to be a coffin wheel then. Yeah. It's okay to have that, but, but boy, if you have drums, ooh, that's sacrilegious. But notice the Bible says, or, you know, you, you definitely can't have horns in there. But it says the trumpet, the psaltery and harp, timbrel and dance. Stringed instruments and organs. Praise them upon the loud cymbals. I'll just demonstrate real quick. <laughs> Praise them upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. You know, in the world... Everything in the world is an end to itself in music. You know, the music is an end, so you enjoy the song, but that's the end of it. It's just a perfection. If it's classical music, it's just a perfection of, you know, notes and things. And, but the thing is, but, you know, even in classical music, there can be a spirit behind different things. There was a piece of music that um, one orchestra as they kept performing it, there would be tragedies happening in the, in the orchestra. Well, when you play songs with some of the names of it, you'd understand what I'm saying. 
when you're attributing things to things in the underworld and stuff like that. It's like you're opening things up and you know, things can happen. But in Christian, in Christian music, in Christianity, the end of the music is not the music. It's an end to him. Yeah. All, all the sounds and everything, if it doesn't open up, you can have a good melody, but does it glorify him? So all these sounds, all these organs and instruments and stringed instruments, which we are going to have one day, praise the Lord. You know, you know, piano is actually considered a stringed instrument, but I'm talking about cellos and, and violas and violins and, and, of course, horns too. The Lord knows that we're going to have that too. But all these things, praise them upon all these things. Let everything that hath breath. So that's the most important thing. If you have breath today, then you are commanded to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm breathing, so I'm praising. Amen. Look over in um, just back one psalm in 49. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. Well, how does that go? Well, it goes by faith. You open your mouth. The Bible says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. Just believe God to give you something. Lord, I just want to sing a new song right now. And you begin to open up your mouth. Sing in the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Well, Lord, you know, I just, I believe in praising you at home, but, you know, I don't know about in front of people. Praise him in the congregation of saints. Now, that, we don't do it for, for someone else's benefit, but, no. but we just do it unashamedly. Yeah. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of King be joyful, or children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. You know, there is a dance in the spirit. There's a, a, a sing, singing in the spirit. There's a laughter in the spirit. There's a joy in the spirit. Let them sing praises unto them with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their bed. Let the high praises. It's never the low praises. You ever seen that? It's the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. I always, I always comment about this, but I think it's, it was such a clever thing that the Lord did. You, you know, years ago, there was an album, Friends in Low Places, or uh, a song. Well, then, then uh, Hillsong came out with an album called Friends in High Places. I don't know about you, but I, I have friends in high places. Amen. Who do you know? Well, I, I got this real rich Jewish banker. And, you know, he, he's, he's watching out for me. He's my financier, and um, he's moving things around for me even as we speak. And um, an old, <laughs> I heard of a minister doing that, and um, the guy, he was just like clueless, and he said, oh, his name is God. Oh, wow. But he is. He is the richest. But notice this. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. It's not enough to say, well, I just have, I have a song in my heart, brother. I have a song in my heart, and the Lord knows I'm thankful. He doesn't know that until you express it. Well, the Lord knows my heart. Yeah, and he's not happy about it either. 
Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Listen to this. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bind their kings with chains. What are we talking about? We're talking about praise. To bind their kingdom. We're talking about the enemy. Bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. So as we begin to worship God and praise God, judgment comes upon the enemy. Now I'm not talking about your spouse. And I'm not talking about your, your cousin. I'm talking about the, the devil. Principalities, powers, might, dominion, air, you know, all those different things that we see those four classifications of, of evil spirits. All of those to bind them up. See, what do they want to do? They want to bind people up. But as we begin to praise and worship him, the Lord binds them up. Look over in Psalm 148. Praise is the victory. Psalm 148. Praise you the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise you him all his angels. Praise him all you hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all you stars of light. I mean the whole creation worships. Praise him you heavens of heavens and you waters that, that, are, that be above the heavens. And then he goes on and talks about Dragons and all the deeps. So everything. Verse 12. Both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also, he also exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. How many think it's a good thing to praise the Lord? Amen. I, I, believe it's, I believe it's Psalm 33 says, it is a good thing. Or it talks about praise is comely for the upright. But we used to sing this song, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. See, I always know Miss Deb might know some of the songs I've seen. It's always good to have at least one person. <laughs> it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name. Oh, lost high. Sorry, we just went back 30 years there. <laughs> I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my shield has now become my victory. Yeah. The Lord is God in... I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Keep me burning to the, keep it burning to the break of day. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Amen. All those songs you could do it in the key of C, and that's what I was good. You only had the, the one chord, the four chord, and the five chord. So. <laughs> but that's victory. And, and yeah. those songs were great because it was the word. You're, just, you're, straight, you're singing straight out of the Bible. Come on. Hallelujah. So he's, where were we? 
<laughs> Psalm 147.1. Praise you the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. You know, you can look at that a couple different ways. Praise is appropriate, but also praise looks good. Praise makes you just look better. Amen. Even if you feel like a toad, it can turn you into a prince. Hallelujah. And then look over in Psalm 145. You know, I believe, especially in the, in the it's good to remind people what the effects of praise are. Because people know they should praise the Lord. But are they doing it? It's like Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. Is that true of our lives? Don't answer too quick. Is that true of our life? Is that something I can say of myself? I bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. There's just something that it should be flowing like water out of our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you for the, your goodness and mercy. And, you know, then get specific. Thank you, Lord, that you saved me. Thank you that you delivered me. Thank you that you healed me. Thank you, Lord. And what happens is as you keep doing that, you're setting yourself up for more. You're setting yourself up as you begin to thank him, as you begin to praise him continuously. And that's what God wants in our life. And I can tell you, you'll be a much happier person too. And the people around you will be happy too when you're happy. Psalm 145 says, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works for another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of your majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all that fall and raises up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, and you give them their meat in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and, in, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh to all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserves all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Hallelujah. You know, it just do you good just like that. How, how many just, as you hear that, it just refreshes over you. It's like a just, a, it just cleanses over you. You know, one thing when I was in Bible school, um, we, we, I had a class called Praise Life. 
And uh, that's what it is. It's a life. It's a lifestyle. And uh, one of the instruct my instructors said this. He said, if you want to get proficient in singing the new song, like the Bible says, sing a new song, which actually is prophecy. That's, that's I think, what God wants us to do all the time. People, you know, they, they talk about prophecy, but they don't understand that psalms, hymns, spiritual songs is by the spirit of prophecy. And so take Psalm 125. Don't just read these. Sing them. Sing them. Psalm 125 through 150. Then when you get through with 150, just go into 151. Amen. How does it go? It goes by faith. But you know, I'm going to tell you what, it'll take your life to a new level. It will take your life higher. You'll go to another place that you've never been. Why? Because it's by the spirit of prophecy and you begin to, to mount up with wings as eagles. You begin to enter God's presence. You begin to, to, to soar above. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So praise, we're talking about praise of the victory. Praise is the steam that keeps your spiritual life going. Praise is the steam that keeps your spiritual life going. I mean, think about it like this. You have the steam engine, but you also have the ones with, with coal, but you still have a smokestack. You know, and just like I was saying earlier, thinking about a locomotive like that, you have coal or whatever. But when that, when that, that, that cloud comes up, that smoke, what's it doing? It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's got to be released somehow. Well, you put the Word of God on the inside of you. You begin to pour the Word. Pour, 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 pour. What do you what do? You do? That, something's got to come out. And what should come out is praise. Oh, God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for your plan. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for all that you are. Amen. That's, that's what the Word does. That's, as you begin to build your spirit up. Hallelujah. You begin to, you begin to exercise your spirit. Then you begin to, you begin to praise the Lord, and you run out of lang- words in your heaven, words in your natural language. You begin to go into oh, sadamas tori mamdes tebrandi, oh, sambresti kela remastia, oh, sambresti bambonde bristandona kela brosta bambanikeste, and you just begin to sing in the spirit and sing with the understanding also. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And what happens? You ed- you edify yourself. The Bible says. You build yourself up. Well, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, you're not supposed to unless you have an interpretation. And see, a lot of people, they use that. You know, the Bible says that if you speak in tongues in, a, in an assembly, like if a word goes forth for the whole congregation, it should be interpreted. But so a lot of people say that, so they think, oh, man, I can't, I can't speak in tongues because it's not being interpreted. Well, it's not supposed to be. That's just you... You know, notice sometimes we say that. We say, just, just begin to worship the Lord in your heavenly language. Well, that's, that's for you unto the Lord. That's not a, a word for the whole church. So a lot of people are defeated in that, and they think, well, I'm not going to speak in tongues because it needs interpretation. No. You know, very rarely, you know, a lot of times, even in my personal life, you know, I'll, I'll pray something, and I'll pray something in tongues, and I'll, I'll get the, what the Lord's saying, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to pray, pray the interpretation every time. 
because you're not supposed to. And a lot of the, the tongues that you might speak in your, in your personal prayer life is just edification. Yeah. You know, you're not interceding for someone over in, in Ireland. You're not interceding for somebody. You, you might just be building yourself up. Yeah. Amen. So great faith must be coupled with great praise. We are, and the Bible says we're commanded to praise. But, you know, people shouldn't have to talk to us and, and persuade us to praise God. Why? Because of who He is, what He's done, and what He's going to do in our life. And one thing that you can always, you know, the Bible says forgetting those things that are behind. You know, we should forget not only the bad, but don't just build your life on, well, the Lord touched me in 1964. Well, that was good, but, but you can recount past victories. Like when the enemy tries to do something, you say, oh, no, hold on, devil. Well, you know, you got healed 12 times, but not today. And you say, no, let me tell you, the Lord is faithful. And you begin to, you begin to recount those past victories. I heard one minister, um, minister's wife, she said she has a whole filing cabinet of different things. So periodically, she'll just go through there and look at testimonies. Yeah. And she'll look and say, here's what the Lord did. Here's what the Lord did back then. Yeah. Why? You're just, and it builds your faith. Hey, if he did it, he'll do it again. Yeah. He'll do it again. Yeah. That's good. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord most all the time. I got one person with me. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, you know, you just can't praise God all the time. You know, it's just. But he says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Acts 16, 25, we know is a, is a story about um, Paul and Silas in the inner prison. Their feet or, or, you know, fastened there. They can't get out. And it said, and at midnight, they prayed and sang praises. I mean, a lot of people, it would have been a mealy mouth, one of those feel sorry for myself prayers. Lord, we're just trying to believe. And, you know, Lord, we thought we were doing your will, but I guess we weren't. No, it said they prayed and. And see, that's one of the things you had... In, to be in faith, you have to pray and. A lot of people have not anded yet. They haven't got to the and. They just prayed, but then they never got into praise. And it said, and the prisoners heard them. They were Pentecostal. They prayed right out loud. They, you know, they weren't, um, they weren't ashamed. Why? Well, if it's just natural for you, you just, it's like sin or sin, right? It's just natural. Well, believers believe and believers praise. So it shouldn't be something that, you know, I don't just do something for someone's benefit, but if, if a hallelujah comes out, I'm not going to say, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Why? Because they'll cuss God in front of you. Yeah. Brother John Osteen said he was, um, uh, he was a real bold man. And, um, you know, it started Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. And, um, you know, one time they... They were invited to do this one thing, and they said, now, Brother Osteen, there's different faiths here. And so, you know, don't offend them by using the name of Jesus. Okay. 
he gets up there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this meal. I thank you for the knife in the name of Jesus. I thank, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the, the spoon. And he, he said all this. He said the name of Jesus like 71 times. And, uh, but he was on, a, he was on a, a big hotel one time, and he was going up. And they were on the, one of the top floors, and they're coming down. And this one person, you know, they're all just, you know, cussing and different things. And Brother Osteen, not a real big man, he just stands up and he just says, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. And, and they said, uh, they're looking at him. He said, well, he said, but you cussed him, I'm going to praise him. I demand equal time. <laughs> said they got off on the next floor. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't just try to, you know, be obnoxious, but you shouldn't be embarrassed either. Who's more important than God? No one's more important to him, so I'm not going to be embarrassed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to look at these verses, but just real quickly, the Bible talks about praise and worship, that it should be done early in the morning. Early will I rise to seek you. It talks about at midday. It talks about at midnight, as we just read. The, um, the psalmist says, seven times a day will I praise you because of your righteous judgments. So that, what does that mean? That means besides all the hallelujahs and the praise of the Lord's, he stopped seven times a day and said, Lord, I'm just going to praise you and I'm going to glorify you. The Bible talks about praising him continuously. It talks about all the time. And um, I'm not going to go in the verses, but it's a whole, it's a great thing when you, when you study out, the Bible talks about where to praise the Lord. We read earlier, it said, in your bed. There's everywhere. So basically, everywhere all the time we should be praising him. But over in the book of, and I'm trying not to re-preach any one sermon here, but over in the book of Second Chronicles 20, it's like you can't talk about praise and not talk about this verse. <laughs> Second Chronicles chapter 20. And I'm not going to preach every verse, but like I said earlier, we've never exhausted this passage. And it's important that we, that we look at this. Look at um, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1. It, it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there comes a great multitude against you from beyond the sea. Verse 3, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. You know, one thing that we have to learn is to seek the Lord. You know, a lot of times people use this word in a negative sense, faith people. But I'm a faith person. You can't be saved without faith. You can't please God without faith. You, you can't uh, receive from God without faith. Amen. So I, I'm a faith person from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. But you know what happens a lot of times, people think that I, I'm just going to believe God and I'm going to make some good confessions, but not put your nose in the carpet and learn how to hear from God. And so that's what we have to do. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. It said he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed this fast throughout all Judah. 
And then what do we see? We see these three armies together. And, and basically he says, Lord, we don't have what it takes. Facing all this, look at verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We're looking to you. We don't know what to do, but we're looking to you. And then um, we see that um, this one guy, the Spirit of the Lord, upon. He said, don't be afraid nor dismayed. The battle is not yours, but God's. Uh, verse 17, you shall not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. So <clears throat> we see this throughout the Bible. When, when something comes up, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Yeah. Yeah. And look at verse 19. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. See, I don't just come up with this on my own accord. I mean, this is all throughout the Bible. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Now, notice verse 22. And when they began, when they began, what if they never started? When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Why? Because what happened is two armies fought against one and killed it off, and then they fought against each other. And the Bible says that it was in three days it took them to gather up the spoils. Three days of gathering up the spoils. So what gave them that victory? Praise did. But you know, it's not enough just to know it. Oh, that's a wonderful story in the Bible, and oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But never affect your life if you don't actually take it to yourself and begin to praise and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to look over at Psalm, Psalm 9. I'm going to just read a couple of verses in Psalms. Hallelujah. Psalm 9, verse 1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. You know, all of these psalm, psalms, yes, they're songs, and they come by the, they're not all worship and praise, but they still were sung, and they come by the spirit of prophecy. So one day, just, just sing it out, just sing it out. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And he, he goes on to talk about when my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. 
they shall fall and perish. There's an unseen world that we can't see that as we, nothing to be afraid of, but as we, we worship and praise God, those things fall back. We, um, we saw this uh, clip last night, and I, I forgot where it, where it happened, but Australia. And this, this grandmother, she was all terrified. And the granddaughter, who was two, um, she, she was talking to some, something. And they captured it on, um, you know, like the, the camera there, baby cam. And uh, the lady said, you know, I don't have any knowledge of how to uh, Photoshop or, or edit things, you know. So anyway... You saw it, and it was this, this one creature, the only way I know how to say it, is a demon is what it was, standing there, and you see the standing right there by the, the, the bed, the crib, with these long claws and, and, and yeah, like a horn on its head, captured on that, on that video. And, um, but that's nothing to be afraid of. You know, of course, the, the woman didn't know anything about it, but um, the first thing I told my wife was, what door did they open for that thing to be in there? Because right. those things do not just exist, you know, with the Holy Spirit in you. Right. It's not like, well, the Holy Spirit's here and the devil, he's, he's over in the corner of the room. No, there's no room for, for the right. devil at all. And as we begin to praise and worship, yeah. see, you should never be afraid of the enemy. He's under our feet. Yeah. He actually is afraid of us if we just knew our rights and our privileges. Yeah. We just take authority of them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this. I am not afraid, am not afraid of, the devil. of the devil. Hallelujah. Why? Because when I sing praises to God, look at verse 5. You have rebuked the heathen. You have destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. When we worship and praise him, the enemy falls. There's another psalm that says this, that they melt like wax. They melt like a candle in the, in the sunshine. That's what happens to the presence of, of the enemy. Hallelujah. And look in Psalm 8. O Lord, how lo our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. See, out of the mouth of babes. There we go. <laughs> babies, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that you might steal the enemy and the avenger. What's that mean? That means as you begin to praise and worship the enemy, does this, he stops. He stands at attention. And he begins to perish at the presence of the Lord. One translation says this, the ordained strength of God is in perfected praise. The ordained strength of God. Who, who's ever just felt draggy? That's a good word. You just drag along and draggy and just, you feel like 40 miles of muddy road. You feel lower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. 
I mean, you just, you feel low. You feel like defeated. Well, see, you, you can just begin to change that or you can just, uh, you know, I'm just feeling down today. I'm just, this is the way I feel. No, you may. Why? Because the ordained strength of God is in perfected praise. There's been many a times where I felt weak and I just begin to lift my hands. I begin to lift my voice. And, and strength comes into my being. Strength comes into my spirit and it comes upon my body from within. Hallelujah. So I want to give you three things real quickly about praise. Number one, praise helps us to put and keep our focus on God. Praise helps us to put our focus and to keep our focus on God. Notice what what Jehoshaphat said, our eyes are upon you. We don't know praise, but our eyes are upon you. So that's what praise does. Praise is actually tunnel vision in God's direction. What does that mean? You're looking straight this way. You're not looking over here or left to the right. Let your eyes look right on, the Bible says in Proverbs. Hallelujah. So praise helps us to put and keep our focus on God. You know, you can't keep your eyes on Jesus and the problem at the same time. Number two, praise is the way we release our faith. Praise is the way we release our faith. Why is this important? Because dead faith doesn't get answers. Faith must be alive and have accompanying actions. Without faith, without works, faith is dead. What does that mean? If you believe something, there's going to be an action to it. What are the actions of praise? If I believe God, if I believe, okay, if I believe that John was going to give me a hundred bucks, and I'm not expecting it, but, but you know, I'm just saying, if, if, I, if I believe he was, what would that do? What if he called me and says, Pastor Will, I'm, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks and, and um, you know, you can take the boys of sky zone. And uh, you can jump too if you want to. And um, just, yeah, I'd say, oh, yeah, it's going to be only about an hour and 10 minutes or less. I know one of them wants to jump for like four hours, and he probably could. <laughs> so, what would be, if I believed that he said that, what would my response be? Would I be depressed about it? What I think, boy, I just don't know. I don't know if John's going to, if he tells the truth. I don't know if he just, you know. If I know his integrity, if I know who he is, what am I going to do? I'm going to expect. I'm going to say, okay, I'll be at home at 3 o'clock. <laughs> what do you do? You, you make plans for that. You know, it's just like paychecks. People, or if people get in a bonus, they've already spent the money before it gets in their account. I think we've all done that. But see, that's what, what happens when you we know somebody. Well, how about the Lord? Can we trust Him? Can we praise Him? Well, if we do, then we believe. Then the only thing, Father, I thank you for my healing. I believe I receive. 
as soon as hands are laid upon me. And then someone lays hands on you, you believe you receive. What's left but to say thank you? Lord, I thank you that the healing power of God's working in my body. doesn't matter what it feels like. Many times you'll feel worse after you get prayed for. Why? Because the enemy is going to see if you believe what the word says. <clears throat> but faith must be alive and have action. But let me say this. Praise, when you don't know what to do, just begin to worship and praise God. When you don't know what to do. Who's ever been there? You just don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know whether I, I'm hanging or drying out. I don't know if I'm coming or going. You know, I don't know which way is what. Begin to worship and praise. Begin to, to lift up your voice. But then number three, we praise what we are impressed with. We praise what we are impressed with. You ever seen somebody praise a, a, a new dress or praise a sport coat or praise a, a new car or something? Well, they're impressed with it. Man, you got to see this. You know, they're not like, man, I don't, want, I don't want anybody to see this. You know, it's just like, man, I got, I got this new whatever, you know. No, you're, you're, you're impressed with, with what it is. Well, how about the Lord? Is there anything to be impressed with God? Is there anything that, that's ever impressed you about Him? Then what are you doing? You're lifting, you're lifting up your voice. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you go. Now, I haven't been to a college football game in, oh, I can't tell you how many years, almost 30 years, but um, at least on the magnitude where you have 90-something thousand people in the, in the stands. And, I mean, people just go ballistic. And uh, especially in the, in the SEC, I mean, that's like, that's like the fourth person of the Trinity to them. You have God, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and football. I mean, it's like, it's like fighting ground. It's like they, people take each other out of the wheels over football games, you know. <laughs> but see, whatever we're impressed with, we're going to praise. And see... A lot of times, you know, people talk about their problems and, and they want you to, to get upset about it. Why? Because they're impressed about it. They're impressed about it. Amen. Make, make your impression of God bigger than the impression of the problem. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, talking about prayer, prayer and praying in tongues, you magnify God. As we pray in tongues, what does that do? That means it makes God bigger. Well, you can't make God any bigger than he is, but he can sure be bigger to you. In your eyes, he can sure be bigger. Be impressed with God. And, and begin to cultivate. I heard a minister say this one time. He said that he was praying and the Lord said, would you like to know how to receive more from me? He said, well, of course, Lord. Yes, yes, and yes. He said, well, begin to cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And, of course, we can say praise and worship, too. Begin to cultivate. Well, how many know cultivate just doesn't happen on its own? How about putting a garden together? 
How many know you have to cultivate? You have to till it up. And when you, when you finish planting, is that the end of it? <laughs> I mean, you have to. I remember growing up, we had tomatoes. And if there was not a rain, you better be out there watering those tomato plants. And um, I won't talk about my wife and I's gardening experience. <laughs> but um, maybe we can have a... Maybe we can have a class so we can learn on some of those things. <laughs> but you had to cultivate it. That means it's not just going to happen. You cultivate a lifestyle. What does that mean? Just every single day. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I, I come to your presence with thanksgiving. Into your courts with praise. And you just do that every day. How do you get to know somebody? By spending time with them. How do you get to know God? By his word and by spending time with him. Hallelujah. So who's, who's victorious in this place today? I think there's been a, a fire set in some people's souls. Hallelujah. And praise is that victory. So never, never lose your, your song. Why? Because if you ever lose your song, you lose your victory. Amen. Everyone bow your head just for a moment. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you that your word falls on, on good ground today. Lord, that we are good ground and we, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we, we treat it as precious. We treat it as important, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that through praise, we have victory. Through praise, we, we, we see the answer. And Lord, we know... That, that when you speak to us, as we stand in faith, Lord, we know we're going to see the answer. We're going to see the desired outcome. And Lord, we just persist in praise. We persist in giving thanks. And Lord, we know that we'll see everything that our heart desires.